morning, church. How are you? Good, good, good. We're glad you're here. Uh, my name is Brandon, the pastor, and I want to thank you for being here this morning uh, in person or uh, if you're watching online, thanks for, for tuning in. Um, we are, uh, we're in uh, the new year and we're talking about, uh, um, in a, we're in a new series talking about fasting. Now, uh, last week we, uh, we talked specifically about what fasting is and, and how to do it in different kinds. And we'll do a, a quick recap here in a second. And, and I hope, I hope that for a lot of us that, that you actually tried it. I'm not going to ask you to like raise your hand and self-identify and thus nullify the entire fast. But, but, but I hope that some of us actually said, you know what, I, I'm, I, I did it. I, I tried it and I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna try it again. And, and, and our hope, our hope is that throughout this series, each, each week of these three weeks, we do a various fast of some kind just to, to focus on the Lord, to start our new year saying, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna do this thing called fasting, this, this, this kind of weird discipline that, that somehow is both physical and yet very spiritual and, and, uh, and, and is also something that you, you practice and grow in. It's not like you just... You just tomorrow are an expert in this, but rather you kind of grow in this. And, and we, we started by asking the question, um, how many of us wanted to see something change in our life in 2022? And I imagine that, that if I were to have a you know, one-on-one conversation with you, there's plenty of things that you would say, I want, yeah, this would be an incredible, if this thing happened, this would be an incredible change. And, and I, I wanna, I, this week, I wanna, uh, I wanna tweak the question a little bit to say, how many of you wanna see something in your family change in 2022? And you're probably like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I, like I got a, a list of things and not just, maybe not just trivial things like, oh, I, I, you know, I wish that my, you know, the kids would be nicer to each other or that you know, so-and-so would pick up after themselves. Like I'm gonna fast until they do. That might not be the greatest of like, top, like focuses to fast on, but, but, but maybe some, honestly, some real things that you would say like, I have a family member who doesn't know the Lord and, and I'm praying, I'm praying hard that they come to know Jesus. And for you, maybe, maybe even this week, you say, not only am I gonna pray, but all right, God, you, you, it, fasting seems to be a, a, a biblical practice, a, something that draws us closer to you. So I'm gonna not just pray for this person, for this loved one who doesn't know you, but, but I'm gonna fast, I'm gonna add a fast to this. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm serious about this, Lord. And uh, John Wesley says this about fasting, and, and we're gonna talk, again, some more specifics and then, uh, and then get into to, uh, some of the, the biblical examples of fasting. He says this, some have exalted religious fasting beyond all scripture and reason. Some have elevated it to the point where, okay, this, they, they, they've gone too far. And then he says this, and others have utterly disregarded it. And, and I'm gonna guess, like if you and I, like if we were to pick one side or the other, like if there's a pendulum and whether you're like, you're like way too into it, like it's just everything and it's even more than what the scripture says, or I haven't really focused on it at all. I'm gonna guess most of us, maybe all of us probably lean toward the, I haven't really like practiced this. In fact, maybe not even at all. I've been a Christian for years, decades maybe, but I've never really, like this is new and kind of just different and, and a little strange. And, and we would fall into that sort of, maybe, maybe we've just disregarded it. 
So last week we talked about what fasting is not. It's not, uh, it's not a diet plan. It's not intermittent fasting to be like, all right, I want to get healthier. I want to lose weight. I want to, you know, a lot of uh, bodybuilders will do this. I, you know, when I, when I uh, am in my bodybuilding process, <clears throat> oh, come on. You don't, you don't laugh that loud. But people will do this intermittent fasting as a way for like health changes in their body. That's not what we're talking about. Though that's beneficial and helpful and, and sure, we're, we're not talking about that. It's not, a, it's not a magic bullet. God, if I fast, then you must give me something. We don't fast to receive. We, it's not like, God, all right, listen, here's the deal. I won't eat a meal, but you have to promise to do something for me. As though we get to make that claim before God to say like, like, like he's so concerned looking down like, man, if only they would just stop eating, I could answer their prayers. <laughs> That's not the case at all. It's not like some sort of wish list that we just get. That's not why we fast. It's not to seek forgiveness. It, uh, it's not a hunger strike, which I, I think I just read this week. Like there, people are doing hunger strike. Like that's a new thing that just started up, uh, I think in Washington, D.C., like a hunger strike. That's not what this is. Its most basic meaning is this, the self-denial of food. And biblically, it's the self-denial of food to focus on the spiritual things. And last week we said this, we said fasting is placing the spiritual above the physical. I mean, literally in our bodies, in our world to say, God, this is so important to me that I will literally deny my most basic need, food. I need food, I need energy, I need fuel to live. I will, for a time, deny myself that very thing to instead say, I'm gonna focus on you. I'm gonna place the spiritual of higher importance than even my physical body. That is what fasting is. Now, this morning, we're gonna to add to that. So fasting is placing the, the spiritual above the physical, but we could also say this. This is kind of, when, when you go home today, I want you to think about this. When people bring up fasting or thinking like, why do you fast? What's the point? This seems so weird. You could say this. Fasting is adding an exclamation point at the end of your prayer. Fasting is you saying, God, I'm praying, I'm praying for this and I'm praying so much that I'm gonna add an exclamation point. And here's how I do that. It's not by like shouting louder to God. Like I'm gonna, if I yell it to you or like I'm gonna write it in all caps, then he'll know. No, 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 I'm gonna fast. That's how important this is. That's how like I wanna pray so hard. I wanna pray so much. I wanna pray so fervently and, and so earnestly for this thing that I'm gonna add fasting to it as, as just a, another emphasis of, Lord, this is that important. Fasting is adding an exclamation point to the end of our prayer. So uh, let's recap really quickly. Some practical considerations we talked about last week. So if you missed it, we'll catch you up and then we'll, we'll talk uh, about some, some of the whys. Um, so here's, here's what, we, what we challenge you to do. Some practical considerations we said, walk, don't run. Take your time. Don't just like, like you know what? All right, Jesus did 40 days, I'm in. Don't do that, right? Walk, pace yourself, walk, don't run. So say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start out, I'm gonna do it one time for one day or one meal and I'm just gonna pace myself. Then we said this, but challenge yourself. We said, walk, don't crawl. So challenge yourself. Don't just, you know what? I'm, I never eat breakfast, so I'll just, I'll fast breakfast. Like, okay, sure. But that's not, you know, that's not a challenge to yourself. Um, uh, the, Honestly, like for, for me, for you, like the challenge for you um, 
it's easy to say like, oh, well, fasting food is hard, so I'll just, I'll just fast, you know, an episode of TV. That'll be my fast. That's, okay. When we talk about fasting and biblical fasting and challenging ourselves, it really is in this world of food. I mean, we can, we, we can add other fasts to it, but like, don't, don't just skip over this idea of, I don't wanna, but if I do that, I'll be hungry. And I don't want to, it's a little uncomfortable. That's the point, is, is we want to challenge ourselves. Um, uh, and then we said this, seek God in new ways. Use this time and this focus as like a, a spiritual, like tuning in and an opportunity to say, I would have normally eaten a meal here. Instead, I'm going to do this. I'm going to add a study. I'm going to read, but I'm going to pray more. I'm, I'm going to do something in place of this thing that I'm giving up. And then we said, commit yourself to prayer. Specifically, like fasting is always attached to prayer. It's prayer and fasting. It's not just, I'm going to, I'm going to fast just to like, prove myself. Like I, I was reading this, the, um, this last week and, and, um, and fasting is not, fasting is not us showing God, hey, look what I can do. It's not this like, I can, you know what? I'll figure this out. I'll get through it and I'll, and I'll get to the end. And then I'll finally like, fine, I, I got to five o'clock. I can eat finally. No, the focus is I'm going to pray. And as I'm, as I'm praying, I'm fasting. And as I'm fasting, I'm praying. If you remember this, we talked about how like, you'll get those hunger pains. Uh, we'll talk about that here in a second, but, but that's a trigger. That's a reminder. Oh yeah, I'm fasting. I should pray. It, it's an internal alarm clock. Um, there's there's a, one author, um, uh, Richard Foster, who wrote a, a book, Celebration of Disciplines, and he has a, a chapter on fasting. And he, he, it's great. He calls, he calls our stomachs, uh, he calls them spoiled children. And he says, when you fast, listen, you'll fast a meal and your stomach will start whining like this spoiled little brat. And you, you, you what you interpret as, I'm, I'm literally starving. I could die. I could die. This is that big of a deal. I haven't eaten in six hours. This is the end for me. And your stomach makes you feel that way. And it starts doing this, like, like yelling at you. And you're going, oh man, I'm feeling it. And, and right away, the temptation and the, like the desire is, I got to just, I got to just quiet this spoiled child. I got to just give him what he wants. And, and he says, fasting is literally like disciplining this spoiled child, your stomach and saying, no, you're not in charge. I am. And so use that, like when, the, when the, the spoiled child starts speaking out and you start feeling the stomach, like, uh, you instead use that as an alarm clock, as a, as a reminder that, no, 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 no. This is the time for me to pray. And, and, and I am literally denying food for myself. He actually goes into, um, a, uh, it's actually extremely practical, his chapter on fasting. And he talks about how to engage in longer fasts and what to expect, like, physiologically and in your body. And, um, and the, you can go, so oh, I think you know this, you can go up to three days without water. Um, so drink water, like when you fast, you're not fasting from water, but food, you can go a long time. And your body doesn't enter into starvation mode until about, he says about, like, like what we see is about 30 to 40 days. So like, if you're at like, you know, hour seven, you're probably not in starvation mode. 
And you might feel like it, like, woe is me, and the whole house knows, okay, right? But you're not starving. You're not even close to starving. You could go seven, 14, you can go two weeks without eating, and your body's still, you're not in starvation mode. It's just simply our spoiled little brat yelling at us. And then we said this, be wise, not careless. Be smart, right? Uh, if you have children, don't force them to fast, okay? That's like hard and fast rule. If they're gonna fast, you fast from TV or electronics, great. Not from, don't withhold food from your children. If you have a medical condition that you know this is a big deal, you can absolutely consult your doctor. Um, if you are pregnant or like just had a child in nursing, please, please don't like withhold food from your, like the baby you're growing. I don't, I don't know how many of us are pregnant in here. Uh, I've never had to deal with that. But some of us, like, if, if, if you are, if that's the case, you know, you know. So we be wise, we be smart about how we fast. Some options we said were a meal a day. You could do a meal a day for a week. I'm just gonna fast lunch for the next five days and just, all right, Lord, I'm gonna spend my lunch focusing that additional time on you. Or we said you can do a one-day fast, which is two consecutive meals. Pick a day and just fast two meals. I'm gonna eat dinner and then the next day I'm not gonna eat breakfast or lunch and then I'll break my fast with the next dinner or, or you go lunch to lunch. However, however it works for you and your schedule, challenge yourself. All right, I, I, can, I promise you, listen, I promise you, you can go two meals without eating. You're not gonna like it and the brat's not gonna like it. I promise you, we will see you next week. You will still be here with us if you fast two meals. You can do this. And then if you kind of work your way up, maybe you do a, a, day, a day a week for four to six weeks, you get to a point where you say, all right, I, I think I can do a longer fast. I can do a, a, even a three-day fast and work your way up to even longer fast. I know plenty of people who practice week-long fast pretty regularly as a part of just their, their focus on the Lord and denial of themselves. And then we mentioned there's other kinds of fasts. There's a 10-day or 21-day Daniel fast where you eat just fruits and vegetables. You can certainly sustain yourself much longer. Uh, you're, you're still, you're, the brat's still gonna yell at you, but not as loud. Uh, we talked about doing a media fast. Uh, we talked about fasting with your eyes from the things you watch from Netflix or TV shows or, or uh, um, some of you, oh, this is a good joke. Are you ready? I know this is a serious topic, but some of us, uh, some of us maybe like, some of us need to fast maybe certain sports or athletics. Certain fans here, you've, you've made it easy for yourself this year. Today, there's a bunch of football games going on. Some of you don't have to worry about it. Uh, maybe for you, you can fast, you know, your team sports. Uh, and just hope they do better next year, Seahawks. <laughs> That's so bad. That's so bad. But also like, you, I'm up here. You can't shut my mic off. Here we go. <laughs> Some of us though, you really do like watching things is the thing you need to cut out. Some of us need to fast with our ears. We add a fast and say, I'm gonna fast from food, a meal or multiple meals, but I'm also gonna fast from just having my radio on, just filling my life with all kinds of outside. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna 
I'm gonna live inside in the silence for a little bit. Maybe on your car ride to or from work or, or school or whatever your daily life looks like, I'm gonna add a, a, a time, even if it's just five minutes of just silence where I could just be praying to the God. And, and, and I'm telling you, like it will be amazing what you experience, what you feel, what you see, what you realize about yourself. And here's what you realize. Like, here's what I did this week. So while I'm fasting and also like this last week, like to and from here work, I'm, I'm like literally turning my radio off and I'm, I'm driving going, man, it's quiet. Like real quiet. And I can hear all my thoughts and it's just sort of like my mind's going all over and I'm realizing, man, my life, I, like just simply turning off the radio shows me just how busy and all over the place life can be when I just intentionally slow down and listen to my own thoughts. Wow, all right, Lord, I need to focus, I need to focus more on you and, and have less distractions. So those are, that's the what, all right? So that's fasting. That's what you can, and I hope that you choose to do at some point this week that you say, I'm gonna fast for a day, two straight meals, consecutive meals, or I'm gonna fast a meal a day for maybe the, the week, five days, and, and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna lean into fasting. Now, pastor, tell me why. I mean, we've talked about this, but really, like biblically. So this morning, I'm gonna discuss and give you five examples of what we see in scripture of people fasting and the reason why behind it. Because we aren't given, we aren't given a command in scripture saying you should fast. And when you fast, here's the rules. We aren't given that, but we are given examples, samples, so to speak, of, of people who do fast. And we can say, you know what? This, this is a biblical example of fasting. It would make total sense that I could also do this same thing, this, this, use this, this, this same reason for fasting. So here we go. The first reason we can, we can and should fast is we can fast to seek God's wisdom and direction. Maybe there's an, a, a really big decision in life, not just like your day-to-day, but a really big decision. Maybe you're trying to figure out a new work thing, or maybe some of us, like, you're trying to figure out where we're supposed to live, or, 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 or even yet, like, maybe you're making a big family decision or a financial issue or something that you know this thing is gonna affect us. Like, that whatever this decision is, it's kind of a, a fork in the road moment where if we, if we decide this, we go this way. If we decide this, we go this way. This is a big deal decision. We're gonna be praying. Maybe, maybe you think about adding a fast, maybe even as a family, or, or if you're married, like, you when your spouse say, we're gonna, let's fast. Let's fast about this. Let's seek the Lord. And let's, let's, just, let's just pursue God's wisdom in this. This is what some of us need in our lives right now. This is what the early church did. They fasted for direction and wisdom. Look at this. In, in Acts chapter 14, uh, when, um, when they would appoint elders to churches, one of the things they did was they fasted. They wanted, God, is this, is this, are these the right people? Is this really how, like, we want to make sure that we're doing this right and that you are, you are absolutely in charge here. So it says this, Acts 14, 23, Paul and Barnabas, Paul, the, the man, Paul, we know, and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. 
Before they appointed elders, they prayed and fasted. They knew just how important this task was, that this is a big deal, that the leadership of the church, that they're gonna move on and go to the next church, the leadership that they leave behind will dictate and decide how healthy and what kind of church experience this will be. So Lord, we're gonna actually pray and fast as we put these leaders in place. They knew how important this was. And, and I'm, gonna guess, I'm gonna guess that in your life, you're probably not appointing elders to churches. I'm just gonna guess, right? That's probably not like, like your day-to-day. Um, but, but listen, there are things in your life that we take this principle and this principle stands that, that we can seek God's wisdom and direction and add prayer and fasting to it when we're faced with a big decision, a really important task, something coming up, all right, God, this, this seems to warrant some fasting to add an exclamation point at the end of our prayer request. We fast to fight against temptation. We saw this last week. We, I think we read from Luke, Luke's account of the temptation of Jesus. Um, here's Matthew's. It says this, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness. And here it is. What's the reason for the purpose? What, why, why is he doing this? To be tempted by the devil. It wasn't just while he was there, this happened to, to, oh, he just happened to be tempted. It was, this is the point of why he's going to the wilderness. He's going with the intent and the purpose of experiencing this temptation. And how does he prepare? He prepares by fasting. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Of course, absolutely. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. He had been doing that very thing for 40 days and 40 nights in preparation for this temptation he knew was coming. For some of us, listen, the temptations we experience, the things we struggle with, if I can just get real and honest with you here, if some of us like, like, our struggle, we have a real struggle with lust. I promise you, if you fast, if you do an extended fast, the only thing you're lusting is a, a Big Mac. <laughs> that's like, that's it. If, if, if there are things in your life that, that are a, a really strong temptation that you know, like it may be, it may be fasting. Listen, it, there may be, there may be even really unhealthy relationships that you just find yourself in and you're always around and like the temptation is to always go back and always be in that situation and, and, and maybe there's even abuse in the past and, and like, but for whatever reason you're drawn to this thing and there's maybe dysfunction, maybe, just maybe you need to fast that relationship. Say, I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna fast. I'm gonna fast and because this, for whatever reason, like when we fast, it, it, it brings to the surface the things that we struggle with and so we can see them and deal with them and, and, like, and like actually, all right, here's, here's the issue. I've, I've seen this happen too, both in myself and in other people that they'll fast, it'll just be a, a kind of a regular rhythm of their life. And while they're fasting, certain things kind of bubble to the surface. Like I realize, like, I'm, I'm just, I got some anger inside. And when I'm not eating, like more than just like the hangry stuff, I like, I'm, I realize I've got some real anger issues. Or I had one guy tell me like, man, I didn't realize how bitter I was at a past thing that happened. But like in my fast, like it keeps, like I'm keep being reminded of this thing. And I, I realize like, I haven't let go of this thing. 
that fasting somehow, when you deny yourself physical food and focus on like spiritual things on God, that, that he actually like brings things to the surface for you. Now, if, if, you, if you prefer to just, you know, uh, live the status quo and I don't, I don't want the Lord to point anything out of my life, then by all means, don't fast. But if, if you're serious about pursuing the Lord and you're saying, God, I want you to change me and I give you all of me, I give you permission in every part of my life, I'm gonna fast. And, and you have permission, you have more than permission, you have the right to point out anything in me that, that needs to change. So we fast to fight against temptation. 1 Corinthians 9, Paul talks about disciplining his body into submission to keep it under control. He, he gives these, these analogies as, as, uh, as athletes who train and physically like, like put their bodies how they want to so that they can perform. And he says, I do the same thing. And one of the ways we do that is fasting. Body, you're not in charge here. All the desires that you have that like I feel every day, that's not in charge. That's not, that's not what runs my life. And so I'm gonna fast to discipline my body into submission to obeying God. Number three, we fast as a regular part of worship. This one uh, might surprise you a little bit. There are uh, a few times in scripture where we see that they aren't fasting for any particular reason other than to worship the Lord. That fasting isn't some great one, like, like thing in their life, some great obstacle or sin, but rather they're just fasting as a part of worship. This is just their, their regular life of following and worshiping God. It says this in Acts 13, starts off, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting. That's what they were doing. As part of their worship of God, they say, we're gonna add a fast. As a, as a body, as a group, as a body of believers. I don't know how often this was. Maybe it was, hey, once a week, we're all gonna fast. Once a month, we're all gonna, as a church, we're gonna dedicate ourselves to just fasting on this day collectively, just as our, 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 our collective worship of the Lord. However, it was, however they were doing it, we see that they were worshiping the Lord and fasting. And while they were doing this, they heard from God. The Holy Spirit said, set apart from me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed hands on them and sent them off. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, God calls Paul and Barnabas to be sent off as missionaries to go preach the gospel to new areas. And it was in the midst of their worshiping and fasting. They didn't even know this was coming. This wasn't something they were fasting for. As they were fasting, God told them, you send them out. And they continued to pray and fast and they laid their hands and they sent them out. Wow. For them, it wasn't because uh, they were trying to get something or wanted to, you know, to, to strong arm God into answering a prayer request. For them, fasting was just a regular discipline as part of their worship. Simply because they loved him. Here's another one. Number four, we fast to humbly pursue more of God. We see a number of times uh, where, um, where people will fast in humility and in repentance. Nineveh did this as an entire city, entire community. They fasted in repentance for their sin. 
Paul does this after his conversion. Right after his conversion, it says that he goes, right? If you remember the story, he's on this road to Damascus and he's, he hears this voice and this light and he says, Saul, Saul, why, why do you persecute me? He says, who, who are you, Lord? I don't, what are you talking about? This is Jesus, whom you were persecuting, right? And then he, he says that he goes blind and he can't see anymore. And for three days, says he can't see and he eats and drinks no food or water. And at the end, at the end, he's, he's, he, he chooses to follow Jesus. He gets the Holy Spirit. And then he, like, the, like scales come off, he can see again. And then it says, and then he, he eats and drinks to regain his strength. For him, there was a matter of what have I done? What have I done? And, and in response, I need to fast. Listen, uh, I don't want us to... to gloss over this or neglect this. There, there may be, there may be a time, it may be right now where, where in your life for, for like, for serious repentance, maybe there's some real sin that you're struggling with or have struggled with or have committed and, and, and even a sense of guilt maybe for you, it might be, you know what, God, like in a contrite heart to humble myself, I'm gonna fast. David does this. David writes about this a few times in the Psalms. In Psalm 35, it says this. Yet when they were ill, he says this. I put on sackcloth and humbled myself. How did he do it? With fasting. That, that, that David saw as a way of humbling himself before God, I'm gonna fast. In Psalm 69, 10, it says this. When I wept and humbled my soul with fasting, it became my reproach that that the act of fasting actually did some soul work in him. It was part of his humbling experience and, and part of even his correcting experience that I'm gonna fast. God, I take seriously. I take so seriously my sin and my struggle that I'm gonna fast. I'm gonna fast about this thing. And again, this is, but this is personal, right? This is you and the Lord. This isn't like you showing up saying like, all right, I've, I did this sin. How many days do you think I should fast? How many meals do you think would cover this? That's not what we're talking about. This isn't penance. This isn't how you earn or, or show God you're worthy of forgiveness. No, no, no. This is just simply saying, God, I'm so sorry. And I want to humble myself. And, 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 and literally the way I do that, I'm just going to fast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a fast. And then the fifth, and this one is uh, so interesting and, and we'll spend a little bit of time looking at how, like what this means for us. The fifth reason we see, uh, we see people fast in scripture is we can fast to, to humbly ask God to act on our behalf. Not make demands or like, I'm gonna fast so you need to, no, no, no. We, we fast to, to humbly come before God and say, God, if it be your will, Please, I want to petition you. And, and specifically, here's what we're going to see. We can petition God for our family. Look at Ezra, Ezra chapter eight there. Um, Ezra, Ezra is an incredible book, incredible guy. And, and he's, around, he's alive around the time of Daniel. If you remember, we, uh, we looked at Daniel this last summer and, and we looked at the experience of, of being in exile in Babylon. Ezra is one of the, the lucky few who gets to go back to Jerusalem. 
They get, he gets to leave Babylon. He's a contemporary of Daniel at the same time. And he, he's allowed to go back to Jerusalem after they're allowed to leave Babylon and go back home. And as they're preparing for this journey, this long journey that would have been months and months, maybe even up to a year, um, over a thousand miles, as they're preparing to do this, to make this monumental journey back home, they fast to prepare and to ask God for his protection, they fast. Here's what it says. There by the Ahava Canal, I proclaimed a fast. This is now he's saying for all of them. There's probably thousands of them who are gonna now travel back home. I proclaimed a fast so that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask him for safe journeys. And look at this, for us and our children with all of our possessions. And this is it. So we fasted and petitioned our God about this and he answered our prayer. Ezra is allowed to now return by the decree of, of, uh, of, of, the, uh, of the king, the, 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 the guy in charge of Babylon. He says, all right, you can go back home. And he says, all right, Lord, this is not gonna be an easy journey. There's, there's hundreds and hundreds of families. This is a big undertaking. We're all gonna fast. And we're gonna fast for the protection for us and our children because we know this is gonna be hard for them. So we're gonna fast. Listen, uh, you probably know this, but I'll just say it. You aren't the first to care about children. <laughs> like you're, you're not unique to say like, but I love my kids. Throughout all time, people have loved their kids, even to the point where they say, we're gonna pray to God and we're gonna fast that he would, that he would protect us and specifically our children. God would protect our kids. Now, I don't know if you have kids, if they're, if they're little kids or, or grown kids out of the house, but I know this, every single one of us has a family and every single one of them is messed up <laughs> and every single one of them needs prayer. And I promise you, I know you, you can decide as a family or even just at, if you, maybe you're at a point where you're like, maybe you're here in Ben by yourself, but you, you have extended family away. Like you can have time to pray and fast that God would bless your family. There's only one person who loves your family and your kids more than you do. It's, it's not me. It's not the person next to you, unless maybe it's your spouse and maybe it's true. But God himself loves your kids and your family more than you do. And so you say, all right, God, I, I love my kids and I, I know you love them so much. So, so I'm gonna do, I'm, I'm gonna focus on you and I'm gonna seek you and I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna fast for my family. Maybe, maybe you have grown kids and maybe they're, they're unbelieving kids. And for you, all right, you know what? We've never done this, but we're gonna pray and fast that, that they would come to know the Lord that God would get a hold of their heart that, that, and that they would choose to say, all right, all right, I, sub I submit. And maybe, not, not because you're earning it or God, because you fast, God has to grant it, but you just say, God, this is the exclamation point at the end of my prayer. I want, I want this for my kids and, and I, I'm, I'm praying so hard that I'm gonna add a fast to it. Maybe, maybe for us, this is something that, we've been neglecting for, for too long. That praying and fasting, it feels old fashioned and it feels like for, for those mystics way back then, but, but what if, what if God is, 
God is gonna use fasting in your life to pour out incredible blessing and an incredible richness of your relationship with him because you just simply decide to place the spiritual above the physical. What would it look like if we started fasting regularly? What would it look like in your life if you started fasting regularly? Not as a a point to impress people or to tell people or to like show, oh, here's how spiritual I am, but rather to say, I'm gonna intentionally, regularly focus, like have dedicated time focused on God where I'm even gonna just, I'm gonna deny myself food. And what if one of the things we fasted for was for God to move in the lives of our families and our children? So this week, our our kind of corporate church challenge this week is that we, you, would fast some point when and where and how is up to you, what, what that looks like, but you would fast for your family. That the topic you're going to be praying for and seeking God about is your family. And and all our families are different and we have different requests. And and you already know what they are. Maybe you've been praying for a while or maybe you've never thought to pray about this thing or this person or this relationship or this, this issue or this broken relationship or strange relationship. But all right, God, this week, I'm going to pray and fast. And and here's what we've decided to do too. Um, um, for... Uh, for, for families that have littles or, or you have kids still living in the home, what if, what if you decided to, instead of like as adults, you decided to fast, but then as for the kids, like again, you're not like withholding food for the kids, but you say, you know what? For dinner this week, we're gonna do a family devotion time. Just once. We're just gonna, we're just gonna see how it goes. Maybe instead of like giving them the shows that they're gonna watch, like, all right, you know what? Hey guys, we're gonna do this and, and we're gonna pick a day, a Tuesday and at dinner time, and we're gonna have dinner as a family and, and like don't fast that meal, by the way, mom and dad, like have a dinner time with your kids. Maybe you're fasting another meal, but you say, you know what? Instead of like the normal thing where we're all going doing our stuff or, or you're, we're all, you know, in a room doing TV or, or the TV's on and we're all kind of just eat and go, we're gonna have some dedicated time and we're gonna do just a, a short devotional. Now, what devotional can we do, you ask? Oh, I'm so glad you have asked. We have provided some for you. So on your way out, if you have kids at home, if you have littles in elementary, we have an elementary devotion that you can do that we would love and, 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 and like want you to seriously consider, all right, let's do that this week as a family and see what happens. If you have students that are older, maybe junior high, high school, guess what? We have one for you too. So there's two options you can pick. So regardless of the age of your children at home, this week we hope and pray and ask that, that you, would, you would seriously think about what it would mean to, to fast with your spouse if you're married. Um, if you're not married and you're single, fast uh, certainly on your own, do a, a, a fast like pick a time and a day and I'm gonna fast. And, and if you have, if you do live with kids or if you're maybe your grandparents and you have your kids over for a day or a meal or whatever, that you decide, all right, we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna, we're gonna this week, spend some, some specific dedicated time as a family seeking God together. So we're gonna pray here and then we're gonna worship. And, and, and my hope is on your way out that if you have kids at home, you would grab one of those devotionals. Now, what if you don't have kids at home? Which, you know, for some of us would be like, yeah, I'd, like that was, you know, a few moons ago that I had kids at home. Here's what you gotta do, ready? 
You get to decide what you want to do with either if yourself or your spouse or you live with someone. Like, what, what are you going to do? You decide. Pick a time this week where you say, all right, you know what? Normally we don't do this, but, but Pastor Brandon gave us homework. He told us to do it. Let's take it seriously. Let, let's at some point, maybe over dinner, maybe every dinner this week, we go through a devotional. We pick a book or we do, we do something. We, we read the scriptures together and we pray together. We discuss it. And, and then, and then we, we end and we do it again the next day. And all right, we're gonna, we're gonna pray. We're gonna fast and we're gonna seek God together. So this week, the focus is our family. Whatever your family is, whatever it looks like, however it's made up, you say, I'm gonna, all right, let's, let's do this. This is a challenge. We're, part of fasting is challenging myself. So let's challenge ourselves and let's, let's do a little bit more than maybe normal and say, let's, let's pursue God together. Would you do this? Would you stand with me? And we're gonna, we're gonna worship the Lord together and then, and then, um, and then close. So Lord, you give us, you give us uh, many, many examples of people who fasted in, in Scripture. And you give us reasons why. So will you help us this week to continue to focus on you, to place the, the spiritual above the physical, to, to add an exclamation point at the end of our prayer that we that we would be people who say uh, we will not be controlled by our literally our physical desires, but, but in our desire to deny ourselves and to, and to, to discipline our bodies, to submit to, to, to the, our spiritual focus, that we will fast and we will focus on you. And help us, Lord, as we, as we pray and fast for our families, that you, you would pour out your blessings. God, that you would answer. In humility, we come before you. Not at all trying to make demands, but instead saying, we don't, we don't even have a right. We don't deserve to ask anything from you. But we humbly ask you and, and bring a petition that you would move in our families this week. We pray this in Jesus' name.